2: This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr., and I'm Little Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It.
3: Cut To It, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it.
2: We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. I
3: you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you
2: know. You know it's on, it's on. You know it's. Welcome to the Cut To It podcast. We got two-time national championship winner from the University of Alabama. Nickname Smitty slash Slim Reaper, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. And also, um, just a guy that you know, uh, define the odds. And uh, welcome to the Cut to a Podcast, Devontae Smith.
3: Welcome, man. Welcome.
2: Appreciate you having man. Thanks for thanks for carving out some time. I know you you got a it's off season, so Let me be honest, you ain't got really much going <laughs> on anyway. <laughs> you know, y'all we all act like we busy. Y'all boys sitting in that sitting in the office, can't wait to get out. As soon as you get out, you ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Is that not true? That's true. Yeah. So I but I appreciate you carving out some time, obviously. Um, you know, Steve Smith Sr. Uh co-host Gerard Little John. Then we got our guy backstage, Joe, who's probably been contacting you and communicating with you. Um, we got Brian Baltashevis. Uh that's uh, our tech, and then uh, Taylor, and then our uh, producer Meredith Carter. Who uh, she likes to be kind of like what we talk about in football—nameless, faceless. <laughs> she doesn't like to be seen, but uh, her um, her work is uh, is heard. So um, we get in right to it. We got this uh, little icebreakers. All about you. Uh, they're random. Um, do they have any rhyme or reason? No. That's the best part about it. So here we go. Who's the last person you had a deep conversation with?
3: Um, my mentor. This mentor has a name? Who's your mentor?
4: Vincent Sanders. Okay. From? From Louis Louisiana.
2: Okay.
3: How'd you come across him? Yeah. And his impact? Um
4: him and my family go way back. Um, his pops and my grandfather were best friends. He was cutting my hair when I was since I was a little boy, so
3: kind always grew up around them. Okay, hey, right. you got you got that that good Louisiana fade right now going, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that too bad. Yeah, as a, as a fellow older guy, I'm telling you too. That thing. I already
1: know. I already know. Oh
2: boy! I like I I can tell you where that uh I can tell you, you got a ceiling fan or not right now. <laughs> That ain't a that ain't a can light. That's a ceiling fan. Yeah, he said that a <laughs> That's a ceiling fan with a light kit. <laughs> am I lying though? You are right? ah! <laughs> I, I know my housing. Hey, all right. Um I'll just mess with you. Listen, I'm bald, so I I don't yeah. care. I I don't <laughs> get haircuts. I do I uh I go in the drawer and the extent of me is what kind of oil am I using? Mm. Lavender scent and I'm a Gillette. I got all I go to Costco and get all of the Gillette. $24, give me a 36 pack.
3: Oh man, you couldn't hair all year.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah, during television season, it's about twice a week. Oh, okay. Off season, um, I try to see if I can let that thing grow and oh, then You biggest. You
3: get that top back a little bit, huh?
2: <laughs> top back? Man, I got a lander strip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Private plane. Whoa.
3: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Devontae like let's, let's move on. Let's uh, move uh, on. Uh,
2: listen, if you can't laugh at yourself, you sure the hell can't laugh at other people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at it, he gonna be thinking about this tonight. He's gonna be like, dog, did Steve this really I, I know what exactly what I said. Look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, uh who's your favorite sports team growing up?
4: The Saints and the Celtics.
3: Saints, I get Celtics. What's up with? Yeah,
2: how do you get that
4: one? Um, I'm a big Rondo fan.
2: Oh, okay.
3: okay. I mean, Rondo was legit. He does not get. He give you a whole bunch
2: of assists. That's all you get.
3: Hey man, you dropped 20 assists. That's a lot.
2: Yeah, that because you and you got two points. That tells me something.
3: 2020 game. (laughs) Hey man,
2: Rondo could hoop. So what's some? What are some bad habits that you have?
4: Bad habits. Um... I'll probably say me just being nonchalant.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. I'm overthinker, man. I overthink everything. I'll I overthink driving to the store. You can just go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, how you doing today? How's life? Good. Yeah. All right. Um, I've been always – I've always wanted to ask, you know, some of the young guys. We usually have some old heads on here, but um, – you went to the University of Alabama. How was going to how was going to college in the middle of a pandemic? Because you had what two years or a year? Two years or a year in, in the pandemic of going to school? A year. A year of going to school in the pandemic. And then a year, obviously two years of not going. I mean of not having a pandemic. How was it for you personally to go to school in the middle of a pandemic? based off what you're used to things being.
4: Oh uh, man, it was it was tough just because of the simple fact that if you caught COVID, you wasn't gonna be able to play. So it was yeah. like I wanted to go to school, but then again man, I'm not trying to be around everybody and not mm. trying to do all of that. So it was kind of tough. And then it was like I came back from my senior year and you know, during the spring they was like okay we're not having no spring. So it was like man I done came back. We might not even have a season at this mm. time. So it's like, did I make the right decision? So, I mean, it, it was tough just kind of just staying on focus, like still going out, working out every day and stuff like that, not knowing if you even going to have a season.
2: What about just going to class or um, just the normal things that you were used to doing as a college student? You're 19, 20, 21 years old. You at the you let's be honest, you, you've waited. All that time to be able to do the legal things that you are wanting to do to go to college, drink at the bars, and just be a young man.
4: Um, being honest, I, I don't I don't go out a lot. I don't drink, so it was like that part of it was easy for me. because okay. was like, I sit in the house all day anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I'm all not right. working out nine times out of ten, I'm just in the crib playing the game. Oh, okay. so that was that wasn't really the hard part for me.
2: All right, thanks. All right, you just just poo-pooed all on that all right (laughs) we shall move on (laughs) so where are you from in a place you call your hometown
4: uh amy louisiana small town right outside of Baton Rouge.
2: okay how far is that from new orleans
4: about an hour okay
2: do you know where uh zachariah louisiana is zachary zachary yeah zachary yeah yeah where is that how far is that from you
4: that's, that's, like, right outside Baton Rouge, too, so probably about the same distance to get to Baton Rouge, just a little different way. Okay. About 30 minutes. All
2: right. There's a guy There's a guy uh, from there named Doug Williams. You ever heard of him? Yeah. What'd he play? Play quarterback. All right. That was a great guess because you guessed, too. You <laughs> like... Nah, man, I know Doug Williams. Man. All right. I'll just check it. You, you looked away like, I think he's a quarterback. <laughs> what college did he go to?
4: Yeah, I don't remember. What? I want to say it was um, uh, was it in Louisiana? Yeah, I'm not helping you, Grammy. Go. Good job,
2: <laughs> Touche. I like that. See, he he is smarter than he looks. <laughs> 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 what was life for you before you came became the guy catching all those touchdown passes? Before you became the Slim Reaper, the guy that everybody talked about that he lacked muscle mass right because you to some degree busted on the scene however you didn't because you were in college you went back for your senior year you were there for a number of months days seconds hours that it wasn't just you busting on the scene and you came out of nowhere
4: um i mean it was it was smooth i stayed in neighborhoods where like everybody knew everybody so like you can go from house to house and you, you be cool. It's like you go to the next house and it's just like it's your house because the people across the street went to school with your people, mm. with your mm. mom, your pops and stuff like this. So, like, you was always, like, had somebody that was looking after you no matter what. So, like, it was always like you were never really doing nothing you weren't supposed to do because somebody was always there mm. to to see what you're doing. And if you're not doing what's right, they're going to let you know.
2: Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of butt weapons, Yeah,
3: for sure. You mm. get, and you get in community butt whooping? You know about the community butt whooping? No,
2: here is the only thing about <laughs> community butt whooping: it didn't save you from the butt whooping once you nah, got home. No, no, nah, that's, yeah, that's you, the you main get one. one at home too, yeah,
3: <laughs> the other ones were the appetizers. The main course is waiting on you when you get home. I was talking about <laughs> straight steak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you about to get seared, all right? <laughs> you definitely about to get hey, me... <laughs> <laughs> That Yeah, that's that's the bad part about it. But I, I love how you described it too, to where. Like every hood isn't the ghetto or yeah. every hood is not bang, bang, shoot them up. Like everything, everything isn't um, one sided or one course. Like there is every place is different. So I'm glad you explained that to where it's not the same trivial thing or the same story that everything thinks everything is the same. Just because you say it's the hood.
2: And, and I also dislike because there's a narrative that every every black athlete. Is a thug, or they, oh, for sure. or, or, or they experience harsh times. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's some squares that play that have played in the league, and then there's some dudes that's worse than me. I'm like, my yeah. one, uh,
3: or they uh, could Crill have, yeah. or you they could trust. have, but harsh still has range, right? Yeah. So just be, one person's harsh isn't the other person's harsh, but it was harsh to them, correct? Right? So it's just everybody's story isn't. And the some
2: same. people's perspective of poor is it varies.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And you be like poor. Right. I like, know you just don't, your family didn't manage money right. Hmm. You ain't poor.
3: Yeah.
2: Right? I could show you some poke. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, how, so maybe I can get a better answer. I say better just because I want to give the perspective. How did COVID impact your community when it was going on? Um, I wouldn't
4: say it really impacted bad because, like, it's, it's so small the well, way you gotta you gotta make it happen like mm-hmm. it's not much around there, so like the stuff that it had like it was still going cause like if we shut down then it's nothing here
1: mm-hmm.
4: so like everything was still going and things like that it was just everybody just had to be smarter with the stuff that they were doing
2: mm. where'd your love for, for sports grow?
4: um I grew up right next to a park okay so Anytime I heard that basketball on that concrete, I was there. Mm. Oh, it was the old heads of people my age. I was always there. From, uh, I mean, my pops, he hooped in high school. So I used to go out there and hoop against him. Mm. I mean, just that toughness in me and stuff came from that. Just no matter who it was, old heads out there. I'm going to get out there. And then I always had a good basketball. So nobody else played unless I got at least one game in. Oh,
2: you was like that, huh? It was running the court. So when you run the court, you can shoot. Yeah, I can do a little something. No, that ain't what I asked. I said kids you shoot. That's I that can do a little something. That's that nonchalant. He telling
3: you he he telling you he he can hoop. I know,
2: I was just messing <laughs> with <him. laughs> what, what uh what position? We were smart, I played the one through the four. Oh, okay. I don't
3: think a lot of kids hang out with OGs. Like I don't think that they get. Would, would you agree or disagree, Devontae? Like how many people now yeah. are hanging out with like really being able to bring down that game, really being able to soak up, you know, the knowledge from them.
4: You can't talk to y'all. Yeah. Hell I mean, on. I got a I got a younger brother. I tell him all the time, man. Like when I was younger, man, you wouldn't be able to be out there with us, man. We was real deal at the park, one o'clock sun, demon. Like
2: mm-hmm.
4: your grandma telling you, don't go out to that sun out
2: there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They, ain't, they not outside no more, man. They are not doing
2: all this. Over there sharing water. Don't put your lips on it. And you better yeah. be back by
3: when. What's, what is the proverbial? Street light. The street light come on. <laughs>
2: street on. Light. Don't let me come that out. That is
3: the proverbial curfew for black folks. Do not folks. let me
2: come out yelling, steve because it is going to be And you
3: knew when it was about to come because you heard that like a zzzz.
2: Yeah.
3: It's about to come yeah. on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you better wrap up that last game.
2: Well, why, do you, why do you believe? Well, you're a young buck. What is one of the toughest things to hang out with OGs as a young boy?
4: Um, I mean, you got to kind of like know your place. Mm. Like, yeah, you want to go out there and be all tough and stuff, but you got to know when you got to tone it down. Because like my OGs, it was like they knew me, they knew my people and all that. So they had the right way to Like if stuff was wrong, like I'm doing wrong, like they're going to let me know. So I had to kind of know my place and things like that.
2: So... It- do you think that helped you?
4: Yeah, for sure. It taught it taught me respect. It taught me respect. Hmm. Just to respect your elders at all times and things like that. I mean out there being competitive and stuff sometimes. So I talking outside You your neck. And yeah. Like, you better understand, yeah, we got hooping, but you better respect
3: me at the same time. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't cross that line. There's a yeah. line. And you, you and you're gonna get told when you cross it. Or, you or when that, you're about to cross or it. Or you get that look. Yeah. That look is <laughs> So Devonta, you mentioned your your grandmother, you mentioned your father, what what was your, and all the OGs, what was your family dynamic growing up in Louisiana?
4: Uh, everybody was close. I mean, everybody stayed around each other. So like anytime something was going on, everybody at my house or my grandma's house, like every time something was going on, and it, I mean, everybody stayed right on one street. <laughs> so you didn't have to go far, you didn't have to take no car, you just walked down the road. That's where everybody is. So everybody was close. Um real athletic family, everybody plays sports. So I mean, we'd be out there playing volleyball, tennis, softball, everything, basketball. Like we always had
3: some sport going on. <laughs> so when did you fall in love with football?
4: Um I I really say probably just high school. Cause I mean majority of my family played basketball. My pops didn't play football. So it was just kind of like I always grew up basketball, basketball, basketball. And then um high school probably when I really fell in love with I got my first offer. And then um, my mentor, like he made me realize, it's not doing what you want to do, but doing what's best for you. And I mean, mm. I started to realize football was, what was best for me.
2: How did you take that? It's not doing what you want to do; it's doing what the best, what the best for you.
4: Yeah, it was tough, man. Because like I say, I always loved basketball. Man. I didn't want to give it up, but it was like being realistic. You six foot, man. You're not going to go out here nowhere and really get nothing. Then wasn't nobody helping with basketball in my area? It was all football. It was mm. Big football town. So it was like. People gonna help you get to where you want to be with with football and not basketball. It was tough though.
2: Hmm. A statement that I read that you said: um, If it ain't family, I don't want to be there. Expound on that.
4: Um, just like like I say, I'm 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 real nonchalant. I'm not really a, a people person. I don't talk a lot. So it was just like. If it wasn't really my family there, I really don't want to be around it, cause like, why am I here? Hmm. And even sometimes like once I went to college and I come back home, my family let me know like you come home, but you ain't like you ain't talking to us. It ain't just cause I'm not thinking about y'all. It's just that like I'm not I'm like, I'm just in my shell. That's just how I am. I don't like getting out like that. I don't like being around a lot of people. Hmm. Like as I got older, I kind of like started distancing myself just from being in big crowds. It's just how I am.
2: Do you feel like because of playing ball, it burn it it, it takes the energy away from you?
4: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, that was one thing. Just coming home, everybody always want to talk about football. It's like yeah. I've been doing that for. The- <laughs> I don't want to talk about that right now. Like if mm. y'all gonna talk about that, I'm not coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But th- do you understand why?
4: Yeah, yeah, I understand. It. I mean, just being in my small family, it was just like. You the one you the one person that took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like everybody just happy for me.
2: Yeah. And they they also wanna know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. What what's what's the experience of because you go from you here's what the dynamic you go from Smitty to Lil' Smitty to celebrity to nephew or whoever it is, grandson. So this mm-hmm. is balance. They looking at you as little Devonte to celebrity. So yeah. it's that it's that roller coaster. So different days, you know, different strokes, diff- different for different folks. Different days because they remember you were walking around, and uh, I remember I was changing that boy' a diaper, right. Yeah. I remember telling that boy to yeah. uh, I taught him how to tie his shoe. It's pride, right? And then yeah. that boy out there buying us shoes, right? So that it's that balance, right, of that you that you're experiencing. So I, I would I would try to encourage you, man. Try to embrace it. Right, yeah. try to embrace it because you gotta think about it. Man, twenty three years old, you gonna turn, you you gonna go to sleep, wake up, bro. It's gonna be you gonna be ten years in the league, thirty three, on your way out to some degree, right? To to where, um, right? I, I you know I used to, you know, every house I had, we had a guest room, and I was done playing, ain't no guests coming, mm-hmm. <laughs> which. I kind of liked a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, but it it, it it changed. So I would say cultivate those relationships. See w- which ones are authentic, right? Give them a little grace because you're experiencing something that they've never done. Your rookie deal, what you're getting paid as a rookie, and you you getting you getting three, four, five, maybe ten people of your family members' salary in one check. That's a little different that's something for some of us man we've never seen that so you know just try to keep that perspective it's it's tough and I know it's hard but you know it's there's just kind of that's where you are I love cut to it and i I love it even more when you download us and subscribe
3: and you can follow us on social media too, Smitty.
2: Where where at? And
3: that's at CutToIT on Instagram.
2: What about
3: Twitter? At CutToIt. Facebook. Cut to it featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at cut where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: I got all my answers question um, nah. I got all my
3: questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother.
2: You're very cautious around people. Why? What, what, what happened? What's going on? Why are you so uh, cautious? Like you look like you, you, like you side out everybody. <laughs> he know what they want. <laughs> he reading that's the all, room all. for sure.
4: Yeah, that's, that's how my pops is. That's how my pops and mom, that's just how everybody is. I think I just kind of picked on, picked up on it from them. Just like my mom, it was, she was always like a parent that was like, that's why I didn't pay a basketball if I can't be there. You know, mm. I don't want you there. Mm. I don't trust nobody with you but me. So, like, I just, I think
2: that's just why I picked up on from. Well, I can't even imagine that conversation with Nick Saban and your folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was that conversation?
4: Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was smooth, honestly. Just because you know, with his with his status, him being who he was, and it was just like him being on the platform, all the stuff that he's done, the awareness he's raised on different situations mm-hmm. and things like. that. And how strict he was, because my, my mom was real strict. So she was like, okay, I can see you being at a place like this. I know he ain't just going to be out here letting you do anything. Mm-hmm. To where other places, it's like, we go on visits. They trying to get me to go out to parties. My mom, she know I don't like going out. And then I tell her, like, they trying to get me to go out here. I don't want to go. And she like, okay, I know I want him to be there because they trying to get him to do something he don't want to do. Mm-hmm.
3: So was that trust what sold you on Alabama? Or was there anything else about the Alabama culture that made you fall in love and say, yes, that's where I'm going?
4: Honestly, it was Coach Burns. He was um, he was my recruiter. He he was from he's from New Orleans, so like I kind of know him. He just always kept it real with me. Like anything anything that went down, he told me. When he told me that the receiver coach was gonna leave right before I signed, things like that, he was the only one that called me and told me. And I just feel like if I done went there, I know he gonna be there. And I'm always like he gonna always have my back no matter what. And he always kept it real with me. So that's the main. I went.
2: So how are you handling? How are you gonna handle the National Football League? Because that is the coaching wise, this profession is not always about transparency. It's about it's the business, right? And the business of football is it they're not gonna tell you, like, you know, when you drive up to a drive through, they know they don't have fries, but they're not gonna tell you till you put that putting in that order. They ain't gonna put on the side no fries this week, <laughs> right? they're not going to put that in the league they're not going to say hey we're going to draft you but we know we're going to be awful right so how are you going to handle the professional football where transparency and trust is not always front and center you know they have to the 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 organization has to trust and make sure that they know that you can hold secrets too
4: um i mean you just have to like i look at it like you just control what you can control mm. i mean i'm do i'm going to do my part and i mean Hopefully, anything else we miss, miss and they come along. Mm. And, I mean, that's where you sit there and you do what you do. You see the guys that you want to be, that you want to conversate with, and you see the guys that you want to distance yourself from. I mean, you <laughs> see that. And, I mean, that's what you got to do.
2: So, are you, when you sit in the locker room, are you just kind of, you you're taking mental notes of, uh, well, nope, yes, <laughs> uh, heck no. <laughs>
4: Yeah, when I, when I first got there, I, um, I had to kind of figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I nah, now nah, it's just cool. I mean, like, I know we here for work, so it's like I have my conversations. I keep the conversation where it's supposed to be, and then I don't go no farther than that. Hmm.
2: hmm. Yeah, that's, ex- well, that's, that's kind of how I did it a little bit, too. That's exhausting. It has to be sometimes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure out who's who's telling the truth, who's selling you a, a, a bag full of goods.
3: So, what were some of those biggest aha moments you had last year then?
4: I wouldn't really say it, it was nothing too crazy for real. Yeah, y'all weren't that
2: good. Sorry.
3: <laughs> I mean, the biggest <laughs> thing when you started off for him. For him. No,
2: I'm saying yeah. when they started off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like his. That, yeah. I'm just saying, more so for him personally. Yeah. I, that's just what I'm saying. You, you got to have some good. In the beginning, it was tough uh-huh. to watch him. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of like,
4: goodness gracious. That, that's how it was for me, though, because it's like I've been winning all my life from little league to middle school, high school, college. And then I get here, I'm like, man, we 25. Like, <laughs> Man, what, what's up? Like, something got to change. And I mean, it was frustrating. Then, like, because it's like we losing, but we losing by small stuff. Yeah. Like, you your losing games, you should be winning. Out. Yeah. So it was just like, what can I do better that can just help us a little bit to get mm-hmm. where we're going? And I mean, it was rough. I, I had like three weeks opening play. I done dropped the first play three weeks straight. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, what's up with me? What I got going on? And it was just me thinking too much and being out there. And it was just like, man, just go back to just being you. Like, yeah, they coaches. they doing this and that. But, man, you got to do what you're comfortable with. Everybody yeah. wants you to do stuff this way and that way. Man, you got to do what you're comfortable with.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the combine. You didn't get weighed, you didn't lift. However, they were glowing reviews about you all through the season leading up to and beyond the Heisman Trophy. And then, and then all of a sudden the draft comes and now all of a sudden they they didn't notice that you were skinny. <laughs> right?
3: So I'm dominating the whole National Championship game. Yeah. Now all of a sudden there's something.
2: I mean, he done had no calves before he got to the National Championship <laughs> right. game and after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I got to the point I got to the point
4: I ain't really care no more. It was just like okay, y'all say this and that. Yeah. Whatever receiver y'all thinking about taking, just name something that he he can do that I can't do. Mm. I mean, like everybody would sit up here be like, oh, yeah, but we need you to block here and there. I'm like, you can put on the tape. I'm out there blocking whatever it is. I'm like, man, blocking ain't got nothing to do with your side. Most of that's if you want to do it. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that bigger than me that just ain't gonna get in there and do
2: absolutely. It. But there are some <laughs> linebackers. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's some live lobby- but there's a, a guy on your team, uh, Fletcher Cox. I know your little asses is not block him. Oh yeah, at, at this
4: point, it's, at this point, it's like okay, I'm playing smart now. Yeah. <laughs> right, I was <laughs> about playing, to I'm say. No more
2: there. <laughs> well, you see, hey, Big Fletcher's nice dude, but he will run your ass over. Yeah. Or bring you up You ain't gonna put yourself in that predicament. Yeah, that's hey, that's a financial decision. <laughs> right. Like I, I ain't a mathematician, but I'm running these numbers. Right. <laughs> My right. checking and savings? Right. You're gonna eliminate all of that. Exactly. So you you decided, you know, how, take us through that process though. How did you, you know, I, I I understand you didn't concern yourself, but you had to because it was so blatantly out there every single time. So how what did you go through with, just, with your team to figure out what was the best way to go through it?
4: Um, Honestly, I, I just straight up told them. Whether I weigh in or not, they're going to say the same thing. I don't weigh in, oh, he too small. I weigh in, oh, he too small. They're going to say the same thing, so I'm just not going to do it regardless.
2: All right, so, regardless. so what did you weigh heading up to the draft? 165. Okay. I was 172. Yeah, what you weighing right now? One seventy.
4: I would be up and down probably. <laughs> <the second time. laughs> Get real.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, are you are you learning to lift and all that stuff? And uh, not saying learning to lift like you don't know how to lift, but learning to lift that that doesn't take away your you mm-hmm. take away the swivel of your hips and elusiveness and and being able to run, jump, stop but also gain some power and strength at the same time. How, how, how is that working out for you?
4: Um, it, it's good. I mean, I know myself. I know when something gets too heavy, I'm gonna let you know, Hey man, this, this shit too heavy, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't finna number. be sitting here doing it, man.
2: <laughs> Which is, what
4: number is that? Hey man, you get to nope. about, really, you get to about 200,
0: anything <laughs> <laughs> that's That <just> shit's too heavy. <laughs>
3: That was great. Man, hey, we used to oh, have- what a, exercise, though? Uh-huh. Like that, oh, huh
2: no, oh that's just the bench. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's just the bench.
3: Yeah, because you ain't even really clarified.
2: Nah, <laughs> I, I'm trying to let him just flow because I already know what he's talking about. Like I, they used to have to do, back in the day, but we used to have to do uh, uh, strength and conditioning. Like, they do the 40, vertical, and bench- <laughs> And they put two twenty five on there, bro. I used to only get it five times, dog.
4: I, I told him straight. I say, man, you be lucky. I get it off the rack. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but <bunch> Devontae funny. <laughs> like
2: no, he being real because he being real. That's saying. Like, because he tired of people like no. You know I can't. You know I can't
3: lift it. That was literally going to be my next <laughs> question. Of you talked about things that are draining, like. It- You've kind of mentioned it though, but how draining is that? Because everyone keeps saying, man, you're too small, you're too small, or what can he lift, what can he lift? Like that, that does just have to be draining and completely get on your nerves. When you know you can, all you got to do is produce, and all you do is produce. But
2: even when you produce, there's. Listen, you know how many people have told me I'm, all these whole, the whole, anytime I talk about anybody, I'm a hater. mm -hmm. Uh, um, I was nothing but a slot receiver. I didn't play in the slot, but I wish I did, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It would have helped my career. I would probably play 22 years if I played in the slot. Yeah. I was at, I was at dinner with uh, a few buddies, and one of those buddies happened to be uh, the team president, he used to be a team president of the Carolina Panthers. His name's Mark Richardson. His dad's name is uh, Mr. Richardson. You know, there's a couple billion dollars he used to own the team. And Mark says at dinner, a, a Smitty, not too bad for a returner. I looked at him. I said, a returner? Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, we drafted you as a returner. I said, no the hell you didn't. <laughs> he goes, see, there goes that chip. Yeah. It's not a chip. You drafted me as a returner. But when you drafted me and you scouted me, I played wide receiver who happened to play Pump return and kickoff. It's not a chip. It's a you put me in a box and I refuse to live in that box. Mm-hmm. And then you're telling me because I don't want to live in that box. That I have a chip or that I'm I'm rebelling against authority. But the whole purpose of life is to is to get the most out of what you can get, right? When okay. you get the opportunity. Nobody goes Yeah, I'm gonna get. You don't go to a job and say I want to make the same amount of money for the next thirty years, or to just evolve. Yes, like professionally, personally, all of that. Yes, and I think it just fits in that cat. We want to put people in boxes, and but yet we want to call them renegades or uh, they have chips on their shoulder. If we don't accept them, marginalizing us or limiting us Mm -hmm. because we refuse to be limited. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that 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 is the whole premise about hopes and dreams, isn't it? Daydreaming.
3: Yeah.
2: Like if not, you should have been. You should have stayed your ass in Louisiana, right? You should have never went outside of that and wanted to be anything more. That's what they say. Yeah. Just like, you. You should have stayed in Lexington. Mm-hmm. How dare you get a college degree? <laughs> How dare you want to raise a family? Right. We want to limit people. Justify our limitations, and then get mad at the people who don't want to who don't want to live with your limitations on their life.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether he would have lifted or not lifted, he would have heard the same yeah. chatter. Right, and it's just got to be. If someone says, and someone may even listen to this right now and be like, "Oh man, he's saying, you know, if it's two hundred, get it off the rack, man. This brother had sixty-four catches. Yeah." <laughs> 64 catches in the league is 64 catches in the league. I don't care.
2: Here's what I asked the strength coach When am I ever going to be laying on my back, need a right. bench 200 pounds? First of all, if I'm laying on my back, bench of 200 pounds, that's a problem. <laughs> Think right. about it. Yeah. When do I need to use this that particular range exercise? Of that range of motion. That range of yeah. motion. Yeah. Well, I'm almost, I'm, I didn't got pancakes. So, so let, me off my. <laughs> let me get this DB off me. Let me get this DB off me. That's the right. only time that's gonna be functional function, movement. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, you swiping, jumping, running. Yeah, I mean,
3: it also doesn't. I mean, it measures your strength, but it doesn't ma- measure your capabilities. No, this cat who can bench three fifteen is still getting ran.
2: Let me tell you, there's some dudes I played against that can bench three hundred fifty pounds, jaw wet tissue paper.
3: He laughing. I'm just to sleep, sleep. He know, he know it too.
2: Yeah, Or walk up to him. They be in there. Walk up to him and practice. Be like, bruh, don't.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I I know you heard this before. Joe has not, and I know you heard you. know you ha- used to have friends over. Your mom said, "Don't let your friends get your ass whooped." <laughs> right? Yeah. I yeah. look at. It, don't let that weight room get your ass whooped today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that weight room will get you burned. Yeah. You know, what, what, so some cool moments that you've experienced in the league thus far.
4: I say, man, every day just been out there against Slay.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's him, man, the mm-hmm. energy he brings. And it's always, since day one, I got up in the young boy, we finna go at it today. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, I, I liked it. Like, yeah, we finna go back and forth. And I mean, that that's probably the, the best thing that could happen to me, having him. And I, I look at that's my OG on the team. Mm-hmm. Anytime I got a question about a DB, I always go to him. He gonna watch the film. Let me know what he think. And I, I say that's probably the biggest highlight of my of my rookie career, mm. rookie season. Just that, just being able to talk to him and him just always just being there, no matter if I got a question or not.
2: Mm. We had Slay on here. Mm-hmm. Slay, uh, I was in Baltimore. He was in Detroit, and he asked. Uh, we had a little going at each other. He, I was I was still injured, uh, coming back from injury, and he had asked for a jersey. It was like we want to do a church, jersey exchange, and I, I thought it was a trick. <laughs> thought he was trying to soften me up. I was like, I'm not giving my jersey no DB. <laughs> but um, Slay's just an authentic dude. Yeah. What's what's some of the what are some of the things you're learning about DBs um, going up against Slay every week? Because you know he's is big place Slay, right? He's he's a, he's a he's a country boy too, just like you. Yeah. Uh, what are you learning from him that you can that you can take on? as your career continues to go and then eventually his career will subside because, you know, he's just a little bit older than you?
4: Um, The little stuff that I do that could give give away what I'm finna do with mm-hmm. a DB. Like he told me last week when I changed my speed, he know I'm finna run a stop route or something like mm-hmm. that. So it was just always just the little tales that I had that I don't realize that mm-hmm. he see Well, he know that what route I'm finna run and just ways that I can always use that against a DB and things like that.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's probably because your coach telling you to run all the time. you always been told you, you run faster, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slow people always tell them fast people to run faster.
3: <laughs> so what are you starting to implement into your regiment now going into this upcoming season? Um, I mean,
4: man, just really catching a lot more, things like that. Uh, that's that's the main thing because, I mean, that's that's what you're here for. Get open and catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So just as many catches I can. I know right now, every every day, i guarantee, I'm guaranteed at least 560 tennis balls. And that's if I, I drop one, I start over. The,
2: I don't understand the tennis balls. Help me on that
4: one. It's more of a making sure you look looking in all the way. Okay. Eye coordination, stuff like that. Because, okay. you know, you, you tend to sometimes, you thank you God, and you really looking at all the way in. Yeah. With tennis balls, you got to make sure you, you look it all the way into your hand.
2: Okay. What has it been like for you to play in the NFC East?
4: Uh um, why you chuckle? I mean, because everybody look at us like we the we the weakest division that it is. That,
2: no, that's see, the- see I, I'm talking from an old head. The NFC East used to be the division. The NFC East and the NFC West would, would be the division. The winner out of those mm-hmm. two games, the winner out of first of all, the NFC East and the NFC West would be going to the NFC Championship and yeah. and based out of that generally would win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking in that r- regard. So I'm talking in the regards of you play the Cowboys, tough matchup. Uh, their fans travel.
3: I say story Stories franchise.
2: Story franchise. They they travel. You play in the New York Giants. Story franchise. Commanders. The, they travel. Mm-hmm. The Commanders. They've been horrible, not great in in the recent years, but they travel as well. Mm-hmm. And you got Philly. Philly's the most rudest fans out there, but they keep it 100, and yeah. they travel. Yeah. So you, you're playing. In the NFC East, that there's always high expectations. Whether you guys live up to them, it ain't. It's not for me to say. Yeah. But you still have high expectations. Now with AJ Brown, higher expectation. The Slim Reaper, high expectations. Jalen Hurts, high expectations. Like now, it's you guys are back to y'all can play football. Can you? Yeah. Can you link? Will you finish the? Will you start the season the way you finished the season last year? So I I, I didn't mean it in a y'all playing the weakest. I mean it as man weak, good, bad or indifferent. There's an expectation, brother. Yeah. And are you ready for it? Oh yeah,
4: most definitely. I mean that that's the whole thing. Like we've made all these moves. Like we like we know it's time. Like we we got it. Got to put the pieces together and things like that. Continue to get that chemistry. But like we know it's done. We know we know we got a
2: chance.
3: Hmm. Um, Steve brought up a, a good one just now. How have you, with your demeanor and that you've talked about, how have you been able to embrace that Eagles fan base? That to his point, they keep it a hundred. They can keep it oh, being. Yeah. Have you been able to embrace that fan base from your demeanor?
4: Uh, with me being me, I'm hard on myself. Mm-hmm. So whatever somebody else got to say about me, it don't really bother me. It just let me know, like okay. Sometimes, some of the stuff they see, they say, I'm like, okay, that's bullshit. But Sometimes, I got like What? But his one line is
2: funny. He's speaking one line. He said, end. I don't really think that. <laughs> but when I really think about it, <laughs> when I when I reread it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I love it, man. Fuck all that shit.
2: Man, that's crazy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Right.
2: Hey, they yeah, be kidding, Bro, Philly fans be killing y'all, huh?
4: Yeah, man, they they keep
2: it real, but I no. mean, I I wouldn't
4: rather be, I, I wouldn't want to be nowhere else. I man. would. <laughs>
3: cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to
2: it, cut to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing?
3: Oh yes, I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, dot com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at Seven Hundred Four Shop, but yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: You got to be real careful with this question. You from Louisiana. Yeah. What you think about those Philly cheesesteaks?
4: <laughs> Man, they just, you know how like... They nasty. I'm going to just mid, tell you they, how they, I feel. They, they nasty, They are dog. mid at see, best. See, now look, I'm I'm with you, but... This you thing, can't be. They, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the fact that they nasty it's the fact that they hype it up like you can't get it nowhere else. Yeah. yeah. Like sh- it's the difference when like Louisiana, like, man, you're not finna come up here and get no gumbo? No <laughs> yeah,
2: Man, I can go get a cheesesteak from anywhere, man. <laughs> no. Out- we-, we used to go when we played Philly. I hated pl- I hated playing Philly for a number of reasons. One, if it's if it's like November, December, it's gonna be cold. Yeah. Then the other part, after the game. The Philly, it they, I don't want no greasy, nasty, soggy cheese with sandwich. Yeah,
3: yeah, controversial food take, but Philly cheesesteaks are mid at best. Now, that's really gonna get Philly fans mad about the cheesesteaks, but yeah, <laughs>
2: I'm just I'll be honest. Every time, every time I went to Philly, bro. Yeah, they made
3: it best. At best.
4: Oh. <laughs> Do you know it? Do you know after the game they haven't sitting out there for about an hour before yeah, the game
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now the bread soggy.
2: And that foil,
3: Yeah, bad. It ain't
2: even good it the with a good tin it's a cheap foil. With a sticker holding it together. Yeah. Steam.
3: Yeah.
2: It's like getting french fries that's been in a bag for ten hours.
3: At least you can pop them in the air fryer. There ain't nothing you can do with that with yeah. that cheese steak.
2: Nothing. How has your life really changed moving to Philly?
3: Um, I mean, it's
4: different. It's way different than from the South, man. People up here rule. You know, in the South, you, you talk to have manners, respect your elders and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Up here, man, they ain't, they ain't worried about all that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at, I'm at Walmart. I'm um i I'm woman coming down the aisle. I got out of the way. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I'm in your way. She's like, oh, you can't be from here. You too nice. I'm like,
3: Yeah. Man. So I've, i was listening to a I was listening to something the other day and someone was explaining Southern hospitality. And he was like, Man, I just the the, the passive aggressiveness of Southern hospitality. I'm like, no, there are legit people in the South that wanna hold the door open for you, yeah. that wanna say, excuse me, that want to, hey, if they say, "Hey, we're gonna, I want to hang out. Let's do lunch." They really want to hang out. and lunch. People. It's not the it's not the industry yeah, stuff, yeah. but for the people who is, they mess up the people oh, who I've... really have southern hospitality. I, yeah. To probably Devante's point of no, he really you come oh, open the door. I been... open. I was like, open up the door, or excuse me, ma'am, or. Any of those things, it's, I've, I've, it's, I've, it's legit. He really I've, trying to. He has, he really
2: has a nice disposition. I, I, I've opened the door up, been in New York, you know, obviously a few times, and opened up the door and clutching their purse. Oh, um, what is different? No, but but I'm just saying because they think you're setting them up. Yeah. They think it's yeah, a, yeah. a it's a real reason yeah. that you are. no, ma'am, don't call me ma'am. Yeah, right. It's like well, you don't want me to call yeah. you. What oh, I'm so,
3: thinking, It's <laughs> not passive
2: aggressive. Man. No, it's not. It's not even close. So Philly's, Philly's training facilities in New Jersey. So obviously living in New Jersey, it's a little different, right, from the South. And so how are you how are you fitting in? It has to be different for you.
4: Yeah, man. I mean, the big the biggest thing was just like everything just being yeah, it's a big city, but everything is compact. Like it's always traffic and stuff like that. Yep. You know, back in the South, where I'm from, a small town, you ain't got to worry about no traffic, man. I can get up 10 minutes before I need to Uh do anything and be right there.
2: You've been late a few times, huh?
4: Nah, I ain't know. I'm I'm always up early. I'm an early person. Oh, okay. I'm always up early.
2: What's some of them old South things that you do in the big city? Sometimes, you know, guys look at it and go, oh, that boy, he's from the South.
3: Oh. You be frying fish on the balcony, don't you? I know. I got in trouble for it once.
4: Balling in the backyard.
3: (laughs) See? Listen, man, I know I know a country boy.
2: Yep. <laughs> ball What you boiling in the backyard?
4: We just a crawfish and turkey necks, something like
3: that. <laughs> 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 tell them why you got to boil the turkey necks though, because they over man, here man. laughing and kikiing. And... Yeah, man, I, no, mean, I wasn't that, kikiing. Kiki a- I was laughing. I said laughing and
4: kikiing.
2: Kiki I don't know kiki. <laughs> I
4: was hey, laughing so out loud until you cried, man. Yeah. I, I had a couple people that said that they tried. They was like, "Okay, this really
2: was it." Yeah. Listen, brother, you ain't gonna get me eating turkey necks like I know how you eat turkey necks. I shall pass. Thing. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not saying the same thing. I'm 43. I, my folks back home, they eat southern. I, mm, they're just no, no, no.
3: Because <laughs> yeah. you also gotta have the turkey necks to season the greens. Yeah for sure yep. See it's, it's, it's duality Whatever <laughs> Dang Just dismiss uncle You see
2: <laughs> No 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 I, Because I know the method In which you have to Eat the turkey neck So I prefer no <laughs> That's why <laughs> That's why yeah. There are some times Where I sit there And I'm, I'm grilling I, I can reminisce And go back And I'm like Man I miss this and There's other times Like no I'm not Mm-mm. Like Christmas uh, Like you got turkey, the Marie Callender's uh, limerang pie. Yeah. And then you got somebody that decides that they want to bring chitlins. It don't mix <laughs> for Thanksgiving. It just don't. Depends on where you at. And My nostrils disagree. Depends,
4: depends on Wait, where you at. Not, You're not cooking no chitlins at my house.
2: Yeah. You else ain't else. bringing them to my house, even yeah, if you yeah. cook them at somebody they, else's yeah, house. Yeah, they ain't coming in my house at uh, all. So going to the going to the corner store. When you was growing up, the canister with the pig feet and the in uh, the egg boiled those, eggs. Like, those are the pickle ones. Yeah. Yeah. The pickle pig feet. Yeah. yeah, you had those. Yeah. Yeah. Look at he didn't chomp on those. Those delicious, huh? <laughs> <laughs> look at them. But what's the difference between that and chillers? Nothing, because they all, all of them disgusting. Nah, 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 no? nah, nah. I ain't gonna say that. Yeah. I ain't gonna say that. What about uh uh. I've never had it because I'm not a pork fan, but pork butt. Nah, ain't Man, that's just, I ain't
3: never had that. I mean, that just that can be, not, that can just be chopped barbecue. Yeah.
2: But I'm just talking about, like here in Charlotte, they have like a, the smoker and they have it. Like yeah. I, ain't mm.
3: yeah, I mean, chances nah. are if you've had like anything like chopped pork, yeah, yeah, you done, you, yeah. You.
2: But it's just when it comes when you buy it off the <laughs> like off the off the dude here in the South when I got here. You know, like on the weekends in the summer, they have a dude oh, with like the smoker. Oh, like the trucks. Yeah, the truck. Yeah, yeah. And the first time I saw, I was like, I was just stopped by and saw. I was like, oh, uh-uh. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: It's just different. Yeah, yeah. So is mom bringing food? Does mom cook or stuff come cu- when she come in town? Or has she moved up with you? What's, what's that?
4: Oh, you're in town she comes, she going to cook.
2: Ooh, for what's, sure. your, what's, what's your go-to meal when mama's in town?
4: Got to be the gumbo.
2: Ooh, what kind?
4: Sausage, chicken. Ooh. Shrimp, all living.
2: Yeah. So how is the seafood and, and, and getting all that stuff out there?
4: You ain't getting no good seafood.
2: Really? Nah. But I ain't I ain't even finna test it out to see if it's good. <laughs> you can be living there for a long time. You better start. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna cook it myself. I do it myself. You can cook? Yeah. Oh, tell me something. What's what's some of the what's your go to's? Double eye. Oh, okay. What else? Breakfast. What about breakfast? What's your What's your skill on breakfast?
4: I'm, I'm, I don't really too much eat breakfast, but if I do, I'm a big oatmeal guy.
2: I love oh, oatmeal. He pull. <laughs> you just pull like me. That's my go to <laughs> oatmeal. <laughs> Cause you, hey, when you when you barely got anything, you gotta have something that'll stick. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> hey, nutrition is not a place when you pour. Yeah. It's breakfast, oatmeal, lunch. Anything in between <laughs> is Nathan. <laughs> So oatmeal, you like cream of wheat too, huh? Yes. Yep, see, that's the Poe appetite. And it don't <laughs> change. Still 43 years old, not my go-to, oatmeal. Mm. I got Gotta it have. in my office. Yeah. I got it, grits. Yeah. You anything that is gonna last longer than that, because the bread, the eggs, mm. man, if you had that by seven, bro, by 9:30, you still hungry. <laughs> It is not there.
3: So Devontae, what is what does success look like for you in NFL?
4: Living up to the, the goals that I that I set for myself every season. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mean, of course, want to win a Super Bowl. Got got to get that for sure. But uh, I mean, just whatever my goals is for each season, just checking on boxes off, and just every
2: year, just checking that off. Mm-hmm. From where you stand, what does success look like as of right now?
4: I got a lot to work on. Hmm. I feel like last year I, I left a lot out there last year. I left too much out there last year. Um I didn't I didn't get a rap that was supposed to be easy. Easy. I left it out there easy. Um I mean, I had I wanted more touchdowns, but yeah, I feel like I left a lot out there. A lot out there that if I would have made them plays, I probably would have got what I wanted.
2: Hmm. Is the NFL a little bit harder than what you thought it would be?
4: It's harder scoring. For some reason it's harder scoring in the NFL. Yeah.
2: Like, I don't know what it is, just scoring is real hard in the NFL. I mean, they keep everything in front of you. It's it's yeah. so much it's in college it's checkers and the NFL is chess. Yeah. Right? You you, you know, from the twenty to twenties it, it seems like it's checkers and then all of a sudden defense coordinator's switching things up and all of a sudden now you're playing you're playing chess and or you're playing sorry and or or Monopoly and you you s you, you're not Visiting jail, you stuck in jail, trying to figure it out. You you can't get out of. You can't get land on a free parking. You keep landing on Broadway or 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 Park Place. You just can never figure it out. And that that that's the intangibles. That's what makes the NFL such an intriguing uh, sport, such a um, a high low profession. And with some men figure it out, and some men never figure it out. Yeah. You know, what's uh, what's uh some of the things that you learned the hard way thus far that you were unprepared for?
4: It wasn't really nothing that, that I came across that just called me. Under, like, I wasn't ready for mm-hmm. um Because, I mean, you got more time to do the stuff that you need to do. So, yep. like, I ain't got to worry about going to class. So I, that could be me watching more film and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it kind of, like, it kind of was easier because I got more time in my hands to do the things I need to do. I got more time in my hands to take care of my body and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's a question that you hate getting asked?
4: Um, uh, Is Jalen Hurts going to be the quarterback that, that we want him to be? Mm. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, his first year starting, we get to the playoffs, things like that. I mean, like, yeah, stuff ain't always go right, but I mean that's the part of, that's part of the game, man. You yeah. don't have your, your little ups and downs and stuff like that. But I mean, him being the guy he is, he know when he's doing something wrong and he know what he gotta work on. So that's why I can appreciate a whole lot more. Cause you have some guys that just they just don't get what they're doing wrong. <laughs> and they just they don't want to live up to it. Like, okay. They know they wrong, but they don't want to hear it. Like, I know I'm wrong, but man, I ain't trying to hit it. But like him just being real with himself, like. Yeah. And me being able, if I, I know he was wrong on something, be like, bro, that ain't, that ain't what they said. Like, yeah. that wasn't right. Like, he going to live like, yeah, I fucked that up. Like, mm-hmm. that's the type of guy he is. And I mean, I, I can live with that. Somebody that's gonna always going to know what they did wrong and not scared to sit up there and admit like, yeah, I fucked that up. Mm-hmm. And when they wrong, they know what they got to do to make it right.
3: Do you think that's an advantage to have the relationship that you probably had with him prior to this? Do you think that's been an advantage that, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all have been able to have that chemistry and you have that rapport with him?
4: Oh yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, if I had somebody I'd never been with, I probably wouldn't have been as comfortable. Just like talking to them, you know. Some some of that stuff, like I say, I don't talk to a lot of people, so it's gonna be like I don't really know you like that. So like I ain't gonna. I can tell you something, you know. Some people you can't tell mm-hmm. people some things, and they take it the right way, like they think that you hating on them or something like that. But with him, I can go to him, tell him tell him something, and he gonna be like. That's yeah, you you're right.
2: That's unique. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's unique. As that that's something that you need to prepare yourself. That may not be the case all the time. Yeah. You know, so that leads me to to really ask you, why is Alabama so different? What makes Alabama different?
4: Man, because Alabama is just like the NFL. You ain't doing what you're supposed to do. You're out of there. Mm. You, ain't, you ain't making the plays you're supposed to make. You ain't on time for the stuff you need to be on time. The next man right there waiting for you to slip up.
3: Mm. How did the fans and community treat you at Alabama?
4: Oh, it's all love. I mean, like like he said, Alabama football is Alabama. So I mean, like they they love it, man. They all into it. They um just always they they into it. They're gonna always respect you no matter what. They they not like feeling well if you you playing bad, they gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. Like they gonna always show love no, no matter
3: what. Was it ever overwhelming? Just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now nah, that was it. no, nah, I was just gonna say, was it ever overwhelming with your disposition? Just kind of how you are being being kind of uh, introverted? was it ever overwhelming all the all the love they show?
4: Oh yeah, definitely still, still to this day, that's just how I am. I mean, I'm not one of the guys that like like people just sitting there praising me all the time, like, okay, I know I did this, and I don't need to hear all that. <laughs> just like I don't like autographs and stuff like that It's cool, but at a certain point, it's like, all right, man, like. <laughs> I ain't got time for
3: all of this. <laughs> well, man, you you've shown us a lot of your personality, yep. um, and, you, and you definitely opened up throughout this interview. What's one thing people don't know about you? I don't know.
4: I feel like everybody really knew everything. I mean, everybody know I don't really talk as much. I mean, the more I talk, the more I talk to you, the, the more I, that means I really, really fuck you like
2: that. Yeah, because you got on here, you. Th- I felt like if we asked for your social security number at first. she was like, "Hey, like, right? Like am my head, look." At him. I personally just love watching you play. Mm-hmm. I loved, uh, I loved your Alabama. Mm-hmm. Just excited to see how your career develops. You know, you got a good one, AJ Brown. That's that's a real one. Um, but then you also, you know, you are trying to carve your own way. Um, you know, you got two number one wide receivers. That's going to uh, competitively. Uh, demand the ball and so it'd be fun to see uh, the one-two punch right and, and and have fun with it man um, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be quick you know be, you're gonna you're gonna go to sleep wake up and be 10 years in the league mm-hmm. and and it'll be damn near over so enjoy it sure. and I'll be remiss to tell you save all that money brother for sure save it alright brother Appreciate, appreciate y'all. Hey, appreciate you, man. All right. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith, Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith, Sr. That is me, is a production of Cut To It. LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
3: From Cut to It, Executive Producer Steve Smith, Senior Co-host Gerard Littlejohn, Talent and Booking Manager Joe Fushi, Social Media Team Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media. Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Labrec, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. you know it's on, it's on.